Guys dancing at the bar um, is hilarious. <laughs> like, I... That's why the lights it, are just so dim, because we're like, yeah. damn, we don't want everybody Thank to see Thank God this. for that, because if you're standing there, like, on the sidelines and just, like, watching, let's say, like, your friend's dancing with this guy and you're sitting there watching, like, the guy behind the girl... Thank God you're facing the other way and we're grinding. I so you think can't that's see. the only reason why the girls keep dancing with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only like, oh, I'm gonna turn around so I don't see this moron and maybe maybe I'll find him attractive if <laughs> I can't look at him anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. And if you're here, you probably also love romantic comedies. We do as well, so let's be friends. We've got something in common. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have... Knocked up. up. And make sure you are following us on Instagram, at Rom-Com Rewind. If you ever have any comments about this podcast or suggestions or questions uh you can totally dm us there you can also leave a review on apple podcasts and while you're doing that please subscribe and follow us on spotify so knocked up is a 2007 romantic comedy directed by can i call him the legend jed apto yeah this was a box office smash Mm -hmm. gross 219 million dollars not only that critically acclaimed so much love for this movie um, and for good reason. And you can watch it right now on Netflix. That's where we watched it. It's the story of Allison Scott, played by Katherine Heigl. She works at E! News, uh, kind of behind the scenes, but it turns out in the first few moments of the movie that she just got promoted to some on-camera work for some celebrity interviews. And to celebrate her and her sister, Debbie, played by Leslie Mann, they go out to this bar where Allison meets Ben, played by Seth Rogen. Things kind of happen at the bar. You know, maybe maybe some relations between Allison and Ben happen drunkenly that night. Side note, Ben is kind of a burnout, smokes weed every day. Allison probably thinks, yikes, no future with this guy. He's not kind of a burnout. He definitely <laughs> He's a definitely burnout. a burnout. Yeah. Uh, but then the premise of this movie is that after that one fateful night, weeks go by and we discover that Allison is pregnant. So this is the story of Allison and Ben who had a one night stand together it's kind of them coming to terms with oh oh my okay we're going we're going to have a baby now navigating that scenario and perhaps even finding some dare i say it love along the way i got a promotion oh my god yes! let's go celebrate Woo! i'm Allison i'm ben this is my friend jason i'm just trying not to stare she's married shut up you think that's going to stop him from hitting on her it's not at all <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe this? I think he's doing the dice thing too much. That's really all he's got. You're prettier than I am. (laughs) Do we have sex? Yeah. Nice. Hello. Hi, this is Allison. I don't know if you remember me. I have something I really need to tell you. I'm pregnant. With a baby? Yes. Then what are you hitting on me for? How did this happen? This is a disaster. Aren't you supposed to be married to have a baby? You should be, because they love each other, and people who love each other get married and have babies. Do you love each other? We should really just try to get to know each other. This movie also really shines for the side characters, so I I think we should place them really quick before we dive into it, because Debbie has a husband named Pete. He gets a lot of screen time. He is played by one of my favorites, Paul Rudd. Definitely one of my faves, too. Ben has some roommates. He has Jason Siegel. Literally, his name in the movie is Jason. Jay Baruchel literally plays a guy named Jay. Jonah Hill literally plays a guy <laughs> named Jonah. And Martin Starr plays a guy, you guessed it, his name's Martin in the movie. <laughs> um, and that's kind of the crew of Ben's roommates. They, along with Paul Rudd, I would say account for a lot of the extra comedy in oh, this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this one? Okay, this movie is such a goodie. Mm. Uh, it's more of a comedy than a romance, but it still does have a good mix of the rom-com, which makes it great. Um, I think this is personally Katherine Heigl's best role for me. Uh, she seems at ease in the role and is really generally funny. Um, the cast itself is unbelievable, like you said, filled with amazing comedic actors. I belly laughed several times throughout this movie. I I miss a good Judd Apatow rom-com. For a good 10 years, he was really the best at comedies with a bit of with a bit of rom in there. Um, yeah. He, yeah, he, he's truly a treasure. 
a comedic treasure. A treasure, absolutely. Yeah. This yeah. movie, in my mind, is a is a modern classic. I think it's Judd Apatow at his finest, though. Like I think about all the movies he's done. You know, this is forty. Was he um forty year old virgin yep. as well? Okay. Yep. Oh man, that's a that might be a he close also, second. He also oh. did Step Brothers. St- oh, he also did, he did Anchorman. Step- oh my. So okay, I mean, right. there's there's some real good ones that he's done. I I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's up in there. the hierarchy of greatness. Let's Agreed. say. I think what this movie does really well, and what a lot of his movies do really well, is that. They're not asking anybody to do too much. And I like I compare this movie a lot to Life as We Know It. Catherine Heigl mm, is also yep. in that. Uh, Josh Duomo. <laughs> is it a theme that she just ends up with babies and they kind of turn her life over? Like it's kind of a similar theme between the two movies. But that one is it, it's a good movie, but it's like 95% either Catherine Heigl or Josh Duomo. You yeah, know, yeah. that that's the whole story. It's them. And they do it well, but I think the way Knocked Up kind of elevates a similar story is that Seth Rogen and Katherine Heigl, it's like, you guys are 70% of this movie. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to have a a solid 20 minutes of just Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen, and they go off and do something. (laughs) We're going to have another 20 minutes of the roommates just being idiots. You know, what what can Jonah Hill do for us? And what can Jason Segel do for us? And it's like, (laughs) it's not like Katherine Heigl and Seth Rogen need to put the entire movie on their back. Like if I'm being honest, I think if I think about the 10 best lines in mm-hmm. this movie, only one or two of them are Seth Rogen. It's like Paul Rudd or oh, oh my god, Leslie Mann for sure. Or those 3 minutes with Craig Robinson <laughs> which we're going to talk more about later. Yeah. You know, it's like they had the stars and then they just filled all the other extra lines with so many funny people that you can't not love the movie, I think. Oh, yeah. it's The the lines are just... Um, the writing is fantastic in this. It's just so good. And think about how far all these people have gone. Like, if you wanted Paul Rudd, Jason Segel, uh, Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill all in the same movie, you're paying those guys millions of dollars now. I mean, let's be honest. They do come back and play in a lot of movies together. I Love You Man, Jason Segel and Paul Rudd. Probably they were they together. just like hanging out they with each do. other. <laughs> You'll notice Judd Apatow tends to have the same characters in his movie, including his love including his wife, Leslie Mann, right, yeah. um, and their kids. But um, <laughs> a little quick fact. Yeah, it's, get I'll to, get sure. oh, yeah, I'll get yeah. to it. Um, but yeah, he, he does have the same actors in a lot of his movies. And I personally think it's justified uh, because they 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 hit it every single time. They work so well together. They never miss. He's got a few things. He actually has a rom-com coming out now. It's called Bros. Um, I think it's scheduled. It's it's re- filming now uh, for 2022. Let me friggin' guess. It's James Franco. <laughs> and you know what? I, I tried to look for the cast. They don't have the cast list yet. We can almost guess yeah. at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. like Jason yeah. Segel's going to be in a scene. <laughs> uh, like Just put him down for a scene. He might not be yes. the main guy, but yeah. he's going to be mean, some French barista or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Forgetting Sarah Marshall's another one. One, right? Oh like, my god, that was him lo- as well. Yeah. So and that's Jason Siegel again. Gold. Jonah Hill is the uh is <laughs> yes. the waiter who's like really, really creepy. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I didn't realize that was Judd. We gotta do some more Judd Apatows. Agreed. So the beginning scene totally reminds me um all the antics, the crazy antics, all the roommates. I call them the roommates. That's <laughs> yeah. what I've I've called them in this movie. Um they're all doing absolute insane things. I don't even know how to describe it. They're just like being chaotic. It totally reminds me of my brother's friend's house in university. Um, There were like eight people who lived in this house. They had some great parties, very chaotic. They even had a pig living with them um, for a few years. (laughs) His name was Cody. Uh, Yeah, like, like. Like, they were they were told it was a miniature pig. I was gonna say one of those like it, dwarf pigs. It right? was not. Oh, it was not. Uh, so a it little started pig. growing up into a real life. Pig. Oh no! It it became a real big pig. Mm-hmm. It could open the fridge door. It could open the fridge. Yes. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. So it you know the whole house just things were uh, were a really fun time. Like, I kind of wish Jonathan wrote that into this movie. <laughs> like imagine Jonah Hill. Like c- caring for this pig, <laughs> that would be that great. Would be so good, yeah. yeah. They held uh, a kegger one time to raise money for um, oh, stop it. A broken, uh, broken leg. Cody got a had a broken oh, leg. The pig yeah, got a broken leg. Oh, yeah. So they what did they, do they to had Cody a that it had a broken leg. Oh, n- they didn't like it. Was just he guess... had fallen off of something. Anyway, he broke his leg. <laughs> yeah. So they had a kegger to raise money to pay for the vet bills. Um. So this is the second movie where Katherine Heigl plays a TV TV show producer. 
That's right. Yeah. Her bosses are horrible. I, I find it funny that they're trying to be progressive, but they're also trying to tell her to lose weight. <laughs> That's like, what it was. Hey, they're you like, want to be on camera. Yes. That's great. So we just want to pay for a gym membership for you. No pretense to there. To tighten. Tighten up. Tighten up. And if tightening up means losing 20 pounds, that's... About the work, most immediately, there's going to be some things that you're going to be able to get that okay. other people in the office don't get. One of them, gym membership. Hey, you want me to lose weight? <laughs> I don't want you to lose weight. No, uh, we can't legally ask you to do that. We didn't say lose no. weight. I might say tighten. Tight. A little tighter. Just like toned and smaller. Don't make everything smaller. I don't want to generalize that way. Tighter. We don't want you to lose weight. We just want you to be healthy. Okay. You know, by by eating less. Yeah, that's okay. That, that's we don't want a sexual happen. harassment case right. on that. Like, it's... don't do that. But we're just, you know, you don't have to lose weight. But if you do, by going to the gym, that's okay. We just want our employees to be healthy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and look good on television for us. That's, honestly, that conversation is probably creepily accurate. I feel like the pressure, like, the pressure is there for, for women especially to be Oh, yeah. On, like, on I can't tell you to do this thing, but I'm going to not so subtly imply mm -hmm. that you need to do this yeah. yeah 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 so in that meeting she gets a promotion hey she's gonna be on camera yes she go. is so to celebrate like you said um her and her sister debbie they go out for a night dancing this is where they meet uh, ben and roommates um <laughs> allison goes to get a drink and the lineup is absolutely insane ben reaches behind the bar to grab a beer for them since the bartender isn't watching yeah he does yeah. you never put that in arm's length though that's that's a bad bartending move however i do recall you doing something you know oh yeah quite vaguely familiar yeah yeah i've done this exact thing actually at your cousin's wedding i'm not sure if you're what? familiar with it yeah yeah when? Um, your cousin... At what point in the night? I didn't know that. I don't know what point in the night. I mean, oh. the bar was Oh, so you were at open. that point. I was, I oh. was well lubricated, okay? okay? And the bar lineup was really long. And I saw, I'm like, yo, the beer are right here. So I reached over and I snagged one. I had no idea And I was actually in the middle of a conversation with somebody. <laughs> and he was like, whoa, that's a badass move. Here's the problem, though. I realized... <laughs> Um, that it was an open bar and that you could just do that and who cares? Oh, yeah. Well, th that's <laughs> why I stole it. I wouldn't actually steal a beer, especially at a wedding. Like, yeah. that's that's a crappy move. But it was an open bar. So I'm like, oh, like what's the, th this lineup is pointless. Just mm -hmm. give me a beer. So it I is, reached yeah, over that... and I grabbed a beer. Yeah. Here's a problem, though. It wasn't a twist off. So then I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, no. Now I need a now I need a bottle opener. How'd you open so it? So I, I didn't. I put it back. <laughs> and they saw me putting it back. They're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, my God. It's too complicated to explain. that? <laughs> Like, I'm reverse stealing a beer. Oh, my they God. Were... Here, let me put it back for you. And they, like, yelled at me. They're like, don't even do it, man. And I'm like, honestly, I did it, and I put it back already. But, like, I'll just go stand in line now because oh my God. this is too uncomfortable. That's super awkward. And when I did get to the line, they're like, I'm, like, sorry for yelling at you, but, like, you can't do that. I'm like, oh, dude. You're justified. I'm like, I'm trying to nap beer over here. You can yell at me all you want. I'm not upset about it. I'm upset I got oh. caught. I had like a beer I couldn't open. But I was thinking of a different time. Oh, uh, yeah. I've done this a few times. I'll be honest. Terrible. I always pay for it, though. Yes, you do. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm surprised that in that scene, Catherine Heigl didn't show up. Like, Allison's character didn't show up. And the bartender came right over to her and, like, totally ignored Ben. Because that is what usually happens. I, I was going to say, like, it's no secret that um, women get served faster Definitely. than guys do. Yes. Do you have any tactics, though, um, as as a female? Maybe. To, like, get the... What, what do you mean, maybe? Okay. Well, what, like, what, I mean, if I'm, wearing, if I'm wearing, you know, something that's, uh, you know, tizzo for the boys. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so what, you just push it up a little bit yeah like hey hi know? there oh my god you know what i just realized what? wow i feel like so much less of a man because <laughs> there are times where like i can't get served so i'm like hey sarah can you just get me a few beer and now i realize that you're just like propping your cleavage up for the bartender sometimes for just, me like, sometimes i'll just stick them on the counter <laughs> top no i'm just kidding i'm totally kidding <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I don't do that. But just lay them <laughs> Oh my god! Like it's on display. That Jesus. I'm joking. But I mean, <laughs> thought I'd toss that out there. <laughs> oh my god! Also, okay. So, uh, Allison and Ben, they're mm -hmm. at the bar. Yeah, they're kind of vibing a little bit. They are. Yeah. But but here's the thing: we we all know guys can be unattractive but funny. 
Right. And guys can be attractive and not funny. And they both kind of work out in the algorithm to the same kind of like, yeah, sure, like, you know, mm-hmm. this guy's not that good looking, but he's really funny. So, yeah. like, I'll give him a shot. Yeah. Or, like, this guy's gorgeous. I don't care that he doesn't have a personality. Mm-hmm. So, like, how charming does Seth Rogen have to be before you're like, I'm going to take that guy home? So, I'll be honest, if I was Allison, I never would have gone home <laughs> with him. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yes, thank you. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> like, I just, I just. Like, I'm not really sure. Like, I mean, he was he's a nice guy. I don't know how much he brings to the table, you know? like You're at the bar. Seth Rogen shows up. You don't, you don't know that he's famous celebrity Seth Rogen. He's just a guy with a, a goofy laugh. Well, he's <laughs> not <laughs> famous <laughs> in this movie. Right. Though. So that guy walks up to you, makes a few yeah, jokes. No. You're saying no. I okay, don't think yeah. so. Because I would argue that even if he's extremely funny, you don't get that same effect at a bar. So yeah, it's, it's just really like, loud. Yeah, it's really loud. So his comedy is probably not, it's probably not hitting. Yeah, I think... You know, they did a few shots. She was in a really good place, really happy, you know. she just got a promotion. But, yeah, I just... And, I mean, clearly, she does end up, you know, loving him and falling in love with him. And they do work out, So, clearly, there was something there, some attraction. Um, But, yeah, not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Shit it to Seth Rogen's dance moves, actually. Oh, yes, the rolling of the dice. The rolling of the dice. I actually do that sometimes. Oh, do you? And I didn't realize. I don't know if I got it from this movie or if it's just, like... (laughs) all uncomfortable guys at the bar are just like, well, just do a little bit of this, you know? Guys dancing at the bar um, is hilarious. (laughs) Like, I... That's why the lights are just so dim because we're like, yeah, we don't want everybody. Thank to see God this. for that. Because if you're standing there like on the sidelines and just like watching, let's say like your friend's dancing with this guy and you're sitting there watching like the guy behind the girl. Thank God you're facing the other way and we're grinding. I so you think can't that's see. the only reason why the girls keep dancing with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only like, oh, I'm going to turn around so I don't see this moron and maybe maybe I'll find him attractive and I can't look at him anymore. <laughs> They go home together and she tells him to put protection on and he he goes to, yeah. but she says, just do it already. So he stops and doesn't put anything on. I want to know in that situation, what would you have thought? Just do it already as in get on with it and don't use protection, like hurry up or hurry up and put something on, like put protection on. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could be on Ben's side on this one, <laughs> but I can't. So, like she clearly wanted you to put something on. His his whole rationale afterwards when he finds out, spoiler alert, yeah. that she's pregnant, the movie's knocked up, so I think that, you know, you are all aware of that. Yeah. yeah. But um, like she tells him, I'm pregnant. And he's like, how, how is that possible? And she's like, well, I told you to hurry up. And he's like, yeah, I thought I didn't need to put on a condom. I thought you had like a dental dam or something, I think is yeah, what he says. Yeah, I was says. like, a dental dam? Really? You assumed you're wearing a patch or like a dental dam or one of those <laughs> butterfly clips or something like that. Dam? It's like saran wrap. It's disgusting, okay? But I thought you had one. But it's like, <laughs> why would she ask you to put on a condom if she already had other protect? Like that, that is the form of protection, clearly. There's nothing yes. else. Okay, so Ben, though, is really a degenerate man-child, though. Like, is he not? He is. He's living off of the $14,000 he won in a lawsuit 10 years ago from getting hit by a postal truck. He's living in the U.S. illegally. He does not have a job. He has no commitments in his life. He's... He's totally a burnout. He really is just living the degen life. Like he does say that his job is the creation of the website that him and his roommates are developing. Do you think that the website that they're making is a good idea? Horrible idea. Okay. I mean, l- listen, it's it's good in principle back in 2007. Right. But now it's like, you know what, can I be a little bit offside here? Porn is so readily available on the internet everywhere that, like, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to get the DVD for, you know, Fatal Attraction just because I know, you know, an hour and 20 minutes in I'm going to see so-and-so's boobs. I can Google so-and-so's boobs, and there's probably a video out there that's 20 seconds long of just that one clip. So when I saw this and their idea for this website, I, I thought to myself, I said, oh, this is similar to Devin telling me every time Matthew McConaughey takes his shirt off in a movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, similar. Right? 
<laughs> you don't need a, a website. I can just tell you. There you go. Three minutes in to failure to launch, he takes his shirt off. Yeah. Four and a half minutes in to how to lose a guy in 10 days, Perfect. he takes his. You know what? All we, I need is you. We, to you're tell welcome. Me. I don't know if he takes his shirt off and goes to a girlfriend's past. I'll be honest. I'm sure he does. Fool's gold, he must be shirtless for like half yes, that well, movie. Yes, well, they swim. Because they're, they're swimming yeah. all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Hey, I got a question. So, okay. so Ben and Allison, they, they do it. And then yeah. the next morning, have you ever had a one night stand that just wouldn't leave? No. Cause really? <laughs> yeah. No. Cause like she wakes up and we got Seth Rogen's bare butt just on. Yeah. Very unattractive. Very mm-hmm. unattractive. Mm-hmm. He's yep. a little bit chubby. You've never had this well, moment before. Let's go back to sleep. I have to go to work. Really? Uh, do you need to get to work or anything? No, I'm a. Uh... No work today. (laughs) Do you want to get breakfast? Okay. No. Have you? Yeah. Okay, let's dive into that. Maybe girls are a little bit different. They just kind of want to grab a hold of something. I'm not I'm not talking physically. I'm talking like if they want a relationship and you have like a little one night stand moment, they are all about they want staying some the night. Yeah, they want they want some breakfast. So wined and dined. Yeah, which like especially in college I was not down for that. But it was sweet because You also only had $14,000. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But like I, my 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 work schedule is really erratic, so I used to do the whole like yeah like we you can come on over to my place, but like I, I gotta leave for work at midnight, so I would kind of like you know shoot them out the door, shoot them out, mm-hmm. no work, absolutely not. But like maybe once a week I would have that shift, so I could justify it. You know, I'd text them at like two a.m. be like, hey, just working away, and they wouldn't see it till the next morning, so they would think, wow, like he really does work oh from midnight to four sometimes. Like yeah, I sure do. You had it all planned out. <laughs> Oh man, and there was one time where they would she would come over unannounced. So it's like she's becoming friends with my roommates. That's a weird moment. Yeah, like that would be awkward. Like, that would be hey. awkward. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. she knocks on the door, just don't let her in the house, man. <laughs> like yeah. that's like we're this is not a long term thing. You gotta cut that. It's you know? like when friends come over to your parents' house, like when you when you were a kid and they would be able to yeah. come and your parents would invite them in until you came home. But this is different. That's this different. Is different. Yeah. I'm not sleeping with those Yeah, friends. exactly. And and you're not being like, oh, I don't want to see you anymore. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awkward. Yeah, very Definitely. awkward. Definitely. Okay, so yeah, like you said, she's eight weeks pregnant with his baby. Um, she finds out because she gets sick on set with James Franco. She oh, starts puking. Franco. I know. Yeah. He's... I love James Franco. Again, another Geeks and Freaks. Yes. From Judd Apatow, yeah. I like how he was like uh, like looking around for the spy camera. Like, am I getting punked right now? Because that's not even a good prank, guys. Like, <laughs> She goes home, takes like a billion pregnancy tests, which all come back positive. Uh, she has to now contact Ben, though, because he doesn't know. Also, he doesn't have a phone. So mm. she has to go on their website yeah. to contact him and he thinks that they're getting back to like they're getting together for another booty call by the way that whole interaction with the friends in the background yes very accurate is it like like if i'm with my guys back when i was <laughs> you know single and uh and hanging out with people if i got a call and i'm like yo check it, it's leslie guys they'd be like oh it's rich rich and like you're like hey what's up girl oh my and they're god like, crude gestures of the course. entire time they're like yo my, my guy's getting some i feel like girls w- just would wait till the conversation was done and then be like oh my god kate tell me everything every oh, no. what did he say what did she say what did- yeah they don't need to know any details Bunch you're like animals. yo i'm getting some yes no like it's it's a yes no true or false question that's all we need to know bunch of animals i don't care what she said does she have a friend <laughs> and oh <my> god. <laughs> can we double date and are, yeah and are, and are you getting some awesome good great Good job. So the two of them are really trying to have a relationship with one another. And they go on some really cute date nights. They go to dinner, pick out baby clothes, pick out baby books. They even hold hands. Like, things seem to be going pretty well. Ben he was even, trying, yeah. or at least we thought he was trying. Yeah. He even stays, like, the night, has breakfast with Debbie and Pete and the fam jam. Yeah. Um, Alice and Debbie watch Ben play with uh, the two daughters outside and basically watches Ben play fetch with the youngest. Yeah, which, like their dogs. Which, like, I mean, I kind of... I, I don't know. I was like, huh, that's really funny. Like, yeah, that, it was really like, funny. That's funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean. What else am I going to do yeah. with two girls in a playhouse? Exactly. Like, like get me to make fake food. Tea time? Yeah. yeah something <laughs> like that. But then, like, things start to kind of crumble, I think, a little bit. Like, they start to realize things. So, like, she runs into her friends after mm. coming out of a baby store and calls um calls him her friend. And yeah. then he proceeds 
like to obviously not take the hint and tells them the story of how she got knocked up. I would die in that instance. I um, I think he kind of gets the hint, though, because he does propose to her. Yeah. Okay. So, like, how do you feel about the proposal? Because mm-hmm. Ben, he, he says a lot of nice things. You know, yeah. you deserve a ring. You deserve somebody who can be there with you. And I can be that guy, but I just can't afford the ring you deserve just yet. So here's an empty box. What do you What do you say? I think it's a sweet gesture. You know, he says that he loves her and she says, you know, she loves him, too. But... but I do think the way that it went is is kind of appropriate because like she has so many things that she's trying to figure out. And I think she's trying to figure out what love for him means, which is exactly what she says. So I, I don't know. I think it would probably pay, play out the same way. You? Well, he, he kind of felt like he was obligated to do it, right? I think so, So like, yeah. even if I'm the guy, I'm like, oh, thank God. And like, <laughs> you know, I, I felt like I had to do this. Yeah. But you saying... You know, let, let's see how things go. I'd probably be thinking that's probably the right decision. Yeah. yeah. So after the proposal, Allison and her sister Debbie, they're kind of hanging in bed. And she she tells Debbie the story. <laughs> and Debbie, much like you, was like, oh, like, no ring? No, no ring. But it was really, really sweet. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that's fine. But then Debbie says something. She's like, you need to train a man. <laughs> what you need to do is you need to criticize him a lot. And they get so down on themselves. <laughs> That they force themselves to change. And Allison kind of says the other part of it where she's like, can I just love him for who he is? Yeah. And she's like, no. No, you want to make them feel miserable until, they be, until they're better. I do think there's certain people who Maybe the majority, think they can change a guy. Yeah. I don't think you, you can change a guy. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. Like, I mean... But really? getting into a relationship, you shouldn't have to want to change them. So you're saying that you changed nothing about me. I didn't want to change things <laughs> about you. Did I change things about you? Yes. Oh, like what? You think I want to put the, the toilet seat down every single time? <laughs> I appreciate That's just that. inefficiency. I appreciate it greatly. Do you think like I want to be monitoring my socks? No, I just want to take my socks <laughs> off wherever. Okay, when I first met you, though, you did not have a pair of matching socks at all. Yeah, no. And I was okay living my life like that. Oh, my gosh. I'll be honest. These are good. These are great things, though. The relationship between Pete and Debbie, yeah. Leslie Mann and Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, very similar to our relationship. (laughs) Like some of the irrational comments she makes, I'm like, oh my God, that's Sarah. And some of the comments that Paul Rudd makes, (laughs) I'm thinking, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) When they're at dinner and he's talking about like, man, when you have kids, you you can't do the things you want to do. And she's like, what would you want to do? He's like, (laughs) move to India. I can't move to India anymore. And she's like, do you want to move to India? And he more or less said like, I'd like the option to be there. (laughs) Oh my God. And I was thinking, yeah, like, you know, it it would be nice. We could, yeah, we could move to India. Isn't it weird, though, when you have a kid and all your dreams and hopes just go right out the window? What changed for you? What went out the window? What plans? You do everything exactly the same. No, I mean, I love what I'm doing. No, like, say, okay, say, you know, before you're married and have children, you want to go live in India for a year. You can do it, but you can't do it once you have a family. You want to go live in India? I don't want to go live in India. Do you want to go to India? Go to India. Seriously. I, I don't. I, I have oh. no desire. Okay, so the bromance between Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen is absolutely hilarious. They're at dinner, all four of them. They're on a double date, and their Robert De Niro impressions are hilarious. They're pure gold. You know, I don't have to tell them. It's illegal for them to fire me over it anyway, and I get three months maternity leave if I stay, so I'm just, you know, not going to tell them. It's a good plan. Yeah, I like it. It is a good plan until her water breaks all over Robert De Niro's shoes. My shoes, hey, there's all this baby goo on it. These shoes? <laughs> hey, on these shoes? Did you puke on my shoes? <laughs> you, did you want to break did you on puke my, on shoes? my shoes? Hey. <laughs> yeah, Debbie, for some reason, thinks back to Debbie and Pete. Uh, Debbie thinks that her husband's cheating, so they go on a mission. They go on the cheating mission to find out. Turns out that Pete, for some reason, just needs some more alone time. And yeah. he has a fantasy football draft. He is not, in fact, cheating. Their relationship is honestly, like, it's just so real. It's unreal. When they're fighting about going to see Spider-Man and in theaters, and he says, okay, well, let's go see it. And she says, no, I don't want to anymore. I want you to want to ask me to go. Yeah. I like Spider-Man. Well, what did you do last Wednesday night when you said you went to see a band? I went to the movies. With who? By myself. What did you see? Spider-Man 3. Why do you want to go by yourself? Why didn't you ask me to go? 
because I need you to get away, you know, with work and you and the kids. Sometimes I just need some time to myself. I need time for myself. I want time for myself, too. You're not the only one. It's not that big of a deal. I like Spider-Man. Okay, so let's see Spider-Man 3 next week. I don't want to go see it now. I don't want to have to ask you to ask me. I want you to just come up with it on your own. I think you've said literally those exact same words in sort of different movies. I 100% have. I want you to want to do things. <laughs> it's like Inception. So like I said a little bit earlier, I think um, Allison and Ben's ro- romantic relationship um, kind of take t- takes a turn for the worse. The earthquake happens. He runs out of the house without checking on them because he forgot, he forgot that they were sleeping over. He runs out with his bong because that's really what he wants to run out with, I guess, when the world is ending. Um, they get into a fight how he was too busy getting high to be there to protect them. I think the reality of their relationship and them trying to make it work is starting to hit them both in the, in this. And, and from this point on, you kind of see it. Um, I think moving from this point, Allison and Ben, they get into another huge fight while she's driving <laughs> to a doctor's appointment. She kicks him out of the car in the middle of the street, in the middle of nowhere and drives off to their appointment. I don't think personally I could ever kick somebody out of a car mid street. Um, I would probably pull over first and then kick them out. <laughs> <laughs> I think th- th- these were important moments because, like Ben's character, he he needed to do a lot of growing up, big time. And we needed some pretty sizable conflict between Allison and Ben for that to happen. Yeah, when he left without her during the earthquake, my heart kind of dropped oh, into my stomach. Like, big time, oh, man. That that was a bad move. Yeah, big time. Yeah. It is very realistic that, you know, that fear from Allison manifests itself, that she just, like, kicks him out of the car in the middle of the street. Like, there was probably a better way to communicate that, but she was just so scared and so anxious and so all these emotions that it's just like, get back out of the car. Yeah. It's like, I'm in Koreatown. It's like, I don't care. Get out of the car, you know? He walks to the doctor's appointment, and then they have an even bigger blow up, and they actually end end things pieces out and yeah. that, that's kind of the end of them after the whole fantasy baseball thing debbie kicks out pete yeah pete and ben are both like on the outs with the girls definitely so they decide for some strange reason that the best plan of attack is for them to go to las vegas do i sense sarcasm because 100%. that makes total sense you think that that's yeah. a great idea we just need to we oh, just okay. need to let loose clear our heads a little bit definitely okay? that's what you should yeah. do for sure so they head over to get um, suits because for some reason they need suits to go to Vegas. Um, yeah. yeah so anyway, um, the pink eye incident. Oh yeah. So when they go over to Ben's house, everybody they can't go to Vegas anymore. The roommates were going to go with them. Oh my god! I just realized that that would have been a wild. Oh yeah. Situation that would have been the beginning of the Hangover trilogy. Yo, great call. Yeah. Also done by Chad Apatow. Really? <laughs> yes. None of those guys are in the Hangover, but it could have been like a Hangover. Yes, they. Prequel. There are. What? Who? Well, the doctor later on. Oh, yeah. wow. Ken Jeong is yeah. in. Wow. Yeah. The Hangover. Mm-hmm. My God. He goes with the same like 10 people every time. It's just a rotation. <laughs> Who wants okay. this next one? So this is one of the moments that I remember most about this movie. It is flipping hilarious. And I cannot like when I first saw this movie, I was like, can you really get pink eye from farting on somebody's pillow? Oh, poop particles. I thought we were talking about no. <laughs> Vegas already. You no, know, we're, we're still on the we're pink eye. We're still on the pink okay. eye. Give it to me. I Googled it. Oh, wow. I Googled, can you get pink eye from farts? Holy crap. What happened? You got pink eye. Were you giving each other butterfly kisses or something? Ha ha ha. Very funny. That's not how you get pink eye. You get it from poo particles making their way into your ocular cavities. Hey, Ben. Yo. How's it going? Um... I farted on Jason's pillow as a practical joke. He farted on Jonah's thinking it was mine and then eventually pink-eyed my pillow. Um, not proud of any of this. Mm. You but... cannot. Oh, good. I just want to tell everybody. I was really you worried. You cannot. You can't get pink-eye from farting on somebody's pillow. Your internet algorithm is going to be so bad. You're going to be getting <laughs> like know. hemorrhoid cream I I ads. <laughs> God dang you algorithm. <laughs> I hope not. I'll keep y'all posted. Yeah, let us know what happens. <laughs> okay, yeah, so things just continue to fall apart from here. So the guys go to Vegas. Mm. The girls decide that they're going to they're going to go dancing. But before that, okay, so sorry, back to Vegas. They go to Vegas and they 
Pete brings shrooms and they're going to go watch a Cirque du Soleil show. Horrible idea. Horrible. Horrible. Why would you ever go to Cirque du Soleil high on on anything? I've actually ranked some of the top worst places to go if you're on psychedelics. Okay. Would you like to hear them? And and feel free to chime in. Yeah. Sporting events. I think that should be a given. Yeah. But like just a lot of people shouting at a field. And especially I'm picturing if I'm at a football game and somebody gets- yeah, 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 yeah. The aggression and yeah. like if somebody gets hurt on the field, I don't know that that's gonna do something. Mm, okay. Don't go anywhere that's too quiet. Like I'll be honest, oh. the spa already weirds me a little bit. Oh my god. With the music, the nobody's spa. saying anything. There's like hundreds of people here. Okay. Nobody's saying anything. All right. That's strange. It would be even more strange <laughs> if you're high sure. Like think about that. And also, why is everyone so quiet? And this is a personal experience. Do not take showers. Oh. It just feels weird, everything hitting you all at once. <laughs> it's a strange sensation. Weird. I don't like it. Okay. That, that's your tip from all me right. to you. There You're you welcome. go. Thank you, <laughs> But Devin. Cirque du Soleil might be top of the list. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like that I was ridiculous. I feel like that, You unless you know exactly what your, like what kind of Cirque du Soleil show it is. Like, right. Uh, the one that I've seen um, was called Paramore, and it was based like in a city cityscape, whereas like this one was very like creepy with the crying baby, yeah, the crying baby and like the weird, weird thing that was moving. It wasn't like a, a dragon. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it was yeah, weird. It was I've weird. I've never been to a show, but if it's like mostly acrobatics, sure, that would be actually really yeah. cool. Once Aerial. they start bringing in like the grotesque... Uh, yeah, heads and just stuff. some weird. Yeah, the heads. Yeah, yeah that would that weird. would do it for me. Yeah, no, thank you, no, thank you. So the girls can't get in. So is this your best scene? Oh, the doorman scene yeah. with Craig Robinson is my best. scene. Okay, it's so then so I'm funny. not going to talk about it. I'll yeah, I'll let yeah. that go. Okay, um, so yeah, turns out Debbie and Pete are good. They head to Legoland. Allison goes into labor. Of course, the day that they leave, she goes into labor. The only person that is there is Ben. Yeah. At this point, they're not talking. She's got to lean on him. She has to call him. She has to. He takes her to the hospital, deals with all of their, all of this shit dealing with like the the doctors and the epidurals and the medicine and the birth plan. He did a lot of growing. Yeah. He did. He he even read all of the baby books ahead of time. Look at you. He got an apartment. He even got a job. He really put his life together. So the labor and delivery, very eventful, but they make it through. Lots of things happen. One of, uh, it's not my best scene, but a moment that is seared in my mind about this movie. Jay. Yeah. When they're oh my all God. in the hospital waiting crowning. room and you can hear yeah. uh, Allison just losing her mind, screaming. And he's like, it doesn't sound good in there, guys. I got to go in there and see what's going on. He opens the door yeah. and she is crowning. crowning. What do you look like? I shouldn't have gone in there. Don't go in there. Promise me you don't go in there. Me go in there? That's the last place I want to go. Like, I'm going to go in there. Try getting a boner now. I love how he's telling them, like, he's trying to teach them something. Like, I'm telling you guys, don't go in that room. Like, duh. What, what, I would never go into that room. What? Why? You're the idiot who did go I'm in I'm surprised there. nobody stopped him, like, initially. Yeah. Like, Debbie. Like, no, I can't even be in there. Sit your ass down. I can't yeah. go in there. You can't go in there. Like, what were you going to do to help them? Yeah. Like, there's nothing you can do. Oh, my God. Yeah. And now we're on to quick facts. Anne Hathaway was originally cast to play the role of Allison. She dropped out because she didn't want them using real footage of a woman giving birth to create the illusion that she was giving birth. He was also thinking of Allison Lohman for the role. Mila Kunis auditioned for the role of, of Allison as well. Um, Apatow passed on Mila Kunis for this role, but she landed the role of Rachel in Forgetting Sarah Marshall with Jason Siegel. I actually think Anne Hathaway and Mila Kunis could both pull this off. I, I agree. I, I think Mila really Kunis would have been really good in it. Yeah, Mila Kunis yeah. would have been good. Because she's funny. Seth Rogen and the rest of the roommates improvised. The roommates, of course they did. like you said, were Jason Siegel, Jay Baruchel, Martin Starr, and Jonah Hill, all of whom in this movie used their real first names. Judd Apatow had them all go over to his house to record them improvising scenes to help them find their fictionalized selves. This is where the Dirty Man competition came in. They would have a bet with a guy to see how long they could go without shaving, cutting his hair, or showering. Can we talk about how Jason Siegel, in all these things that he does, he gets into these strange bets? <laughs> like like How I Met Your Mother, yes. the slap bet, right? Yeah. This oh, one, the he's bet. the one who bet Martin yeah. about the beard. Yeah, right? or else they'd have to or else Martin would have to pay their rent. I'm curious if he just came up with those both times. Yeah, he, that's a good point. In I don't both know. scenarios, it was his character initiating this strange bet. Yeah. 
The more memorable conversations were also improvised. Seth Rogen was responsible for Ben and Pete's fascination with the surplus of chairs in their Las Vegas hotel room. Oh my God, I love that. Wait, wait, who was responsible? Was it Seth? Seth Rogen, yeah. Oh, yeah. so funny. Paul Rudd said, we were getting ready to shoot the scene and Seth was like, there are a lot of chairs because the set designer kind of brought in a lot of spare prop chairs. He went on to say, and I was like, how do I show somebody's on mushrooms? Let's talk about chairs for Let's a while. Let's talk about chairs. <laughs> the conditions while shooting uh, were brutal. Temperatures were 150 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, despite being reminded to drink water, Jason Siegel didn't listen, and he ended up falling ill. After the fighting scene with uh, Jason Siegel and uh, Seth Rogen, they both needed oxygen. Jay Bearshall has a real fear of roller coasters. There's a sequence in the movie in the final cuts opening scene. It was shot on location at Knott's Berry Farm. He said he gets panic attacks on roller coasters and ended up puking because they had to do it over and over and over again. Really? Why would you even like? I can't even remember remember that shot. I know, <laughs> like, me neither. Why was it's it not a very memorable shot, no. but it caused him quite a lot of grief. Imagine poor guy watching the final cut of the movie, and you're like, dude, you guys made me go through a panic attack for like three seconds yes. of, of film time in like a two hour film. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> This was Ken Jong's film debut. He had previously been on TV shows like The Office and Entourage, but this doctor stand-up comedian made his debut in this movie as Dr. Cooney. He goes on to become a superstar in the roles of Community and The Hangover Trilogy. Senior Chang in Community. Bill Hader worked as a video editor for E! News Network before he played a video editor for E! in the movie. Bill Hader was in line to play one of Ben's friends and roommates, but he was deemed to be too much older than the rest of the group. <laughs> Which in my mind is weird because I'm pretty sure Jason Siegel does not look like a 20-something in this movie. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest got into the movie after Judd Apatow saw him get annoyed with a celebrity who was late. The crew went to the set of E! News for research, and when they did, they saw Ryan Seacrest getting upset because a guest was running late. That guest was Jessica Simpson. Judd Apatow convinces his wife, Leslie Mann, to hire their daughters Maude and Iris for the movie. All the conversations had by Pete and Debbie's daughters in the movie, played by Apatow's actual children, were unscripted. Wouldn't it be strange as a child to be like, okay, now you're going to go to work with mommy and there's going to be a different guy pretending <laughs> to be daddy, but yeah. daddy's going to be watching it all. <laughs> yeah, that would be <laughs> weird. That's weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> for kids. Yeah, that would be weird. But I mean, I guess like they've done a lot of, sh a lot of movies with them. I think he tosses them into a lot of stuff. Right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. This movie had a spinoff called This Is 40 with Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann as yeah. the leads. I actually never watched that one. It's good. We should put it on the list. Yeah, I like I liked it a lot. There were three different pregnancy belly molds for Heigl. Three-month belly, a six-month belly, and then one for nine months. They were all filled with polyfoam and freckles and veins were painted on to make it look real. It took 45 minutes every day for the bellies to be added. Judd Apatow really wanted to show the crowning shot. His original intent was to have a woman who would agree to let him film a real baby being born, but in California, the unborn child would require a working permit before they could film it. A permit couldn't be obtained until after the child was born, making that impossible. It was instead a prosthetic. This movie is based on the experiences had by Leslie Mann and Judd Apatow during the birth of their first daughter. The encounters with the doctors are based on real events. The movie Bridesmaids got its kickstart from Kristen Wiig being in this movie. She played one of Allison's bosses, and this is where she met Judd Apatow, who later asked her to write a movie for her to star in, and he would produce it. I didn't know he produced uh, Bridesmaids. Yeah. Wow. All of those good rom-coms, comedies yeah. from the in 2000s. That 10 years yeah, yeah, yeah. According to the critics, the baby's name is Stephanie. According to the critics? According to the credits, the baby's name is Stephanie. Like, why, why are the critics deciding on this baby? In other countries, the movie isn't called Knocked Up. Outside of North America, the word knocked up doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. It's an English expression, and one would automatically assume it means pregnancy. In Russia, it was a little bit pregnant. In Brazil, slightly pregnant. And in Italy, very pregnant. Portugal took a different tact with very bad luck. Very bad luck. Yeah, see, that's a little bit more accurate, I think. Knocked Up was originally intended to be a semi-sequel to The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Apatow originally conceived the idea of it being a sequel, or at least being in the same universe. 
The two movies share a lot of the same actors, including Steve Carell, who makes an appearance in this movie as himself. Paul Rudd's character is different, though, in the two movies. However, Seth Rogen's character could have been easily adapted. I was going to say, Seth Rogen's character does transition well. It would have been strange that he already knew Paul Rudd, so you'd have to like work that in somewhere. But the real problem is that Steve Carell, in 40-Year-Old Virgin, plays a 40-Year-Old Virgin. But in this, he's actually Steve Carell. I know. Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah, they'd have to figure that out. Yeah. Best scene. Craig Robinson as the bar doorman. So this happens when... Ben and Pete are both on the outs and it's kind of at the same time that um, they're going to Vegas and the girls are like, let's just go out for a night. And Craig Robinson, as the bar doorman, he stops them. And Leslie Mann's character, Debbie, kind of freaks out at him. She's like, you know, who do you think you are? Like, you don't deserve to pass judgment (laughs) to us. You're just a doorman, doorman, doorman. And she's like really like picky at him. And then he has one of the best lines where he takes her aside He's like, listen, I don't want to be the one to pass judgment, decide who gets in. Shit makes me sick to my stomach. I get the runs from the stress. It's not because you're not hot. I would love to tap that ass. I would tear that ass up. I can't let you in because you're old as For this club, not, you know, for the earth. What? You old, she pregnant. Can't have a bunch of old pregnant bitches running around. That's crazy. I'm only allowed to let in 5% black people. He said that, 5%. That mean, if it's 25 people here, I get to let in one and a quarter black people. So I got to hope it's a black midget in the crowd. He just delivers it in such a way. Craig, Craig Robinson has a strange kind of comedy that's, like, really sincere. You know what I mean? Like, I think about his character on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's like, mm. I think him and Jake Peralta actually love the each Pontiac other. Pontiac Bandit. It's it's really, like, cute. It's really sincere. Mm. It's really honest comedy. Well, and when when he delivers the line of, of telling her that she is old as... Not not too old for this yeah. earth, just too old for this bar. And then yeah. he's like, and also she's pregnant. Like, you can't have a <laughs> so lot of pregnant, pregnant ladies walking around here. Yeah. Okay, so for me, um, my best scene is when... Ben loses his shit at the Cirque du Soleil show, gets up and makes a very quick exit. They go back to the hotel room and they are both very still, like very high. Mm. Pete corrals all of the chairs into one room and starts talking about them and how soft they are and the fabric of them and how they're all different. One's high, one's low. I just, I loved that scene. I think partly because I love Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. And so any scene with just him in it, even if it's talking about (laughs) chairs, I just loved it. I I like scenes where people are pretending to be high and it's very clear that these actors have probably uh, done the things that they are pretending to do on screen. Because like the whole chair thing, that's pretty accurate. Honorable mentions. What's your honorable mention? Okay, my honorable mention are the side characters. (laughs) It leads quite well from my best scene to... My honorable mention, they're brilliant, brilliant comedians. And I was so happy that all of them were a part of this movie. And I love, I know you said Judd Apatow always goes with the same kind of characters or like actors in his movies. But why would you stray from it when it works so well? Right? You have so much talent. Yeah. Right? Like so much talent to choose from. Just amazing actors. I just, that is my honorable mention. My honorable mention is The Nation the country of Canada. The amount of Canada <laughs> jokes in this movie. Um, obviously, we are Canadian, so I don't want to like I don't want to go over it too too much. But uh, like, obviously, Seth Rogen. Did you know Bar- Jay Baruchel? I is did. Also Canadian? Yes, right, he was yeah. on Popular Mechanics for Kids. Whoa. Yeah. So that's like, it, was that a Canadian? Show? It was. It was on. Oh um, my god. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I would watch it every morning before going to school. Oh my god. <laughs> Him and Alicia Cuthberg. For our American viewers, it is always really strange <laughs> to see like um like when when some of our young actors become massive stars. Cause I remember watching stuff like with Keanu Reeves on the CBC where he was doing like current affairs stuff. He was like interviewing chickens and stuff and being like, Hey man, like what do you think about this? And now Keanu Reeves is this massive star, but you remember these people from like, Hey, remember that stupid weird show where they used to slime people? Yeah, you realize that guy does this now. Whoa, that's wild. There uh, there were a lot of Canadianisms in this movie, especially I'm surprised you didn't get any in your quick facts. Their house has so many posters of, like, beavers. Like, I'm really? Not, I'm not, like, making a, uh, 
an innuendo there, like a literal <laughs> Canadian flag with a beaver. Well, Jay has a um a can uh, like a Canadian flag, like a maple leaf tattoo on his chest. Oh yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Like when he's shirtless and he's yeah. talking about his um shaving habits. Yes. What should have been? I don't have any what should have been. Oh my god. Time. Okay. As I'm talking, mm-hmm. think think about this. Okay. Think about some um older mom characters in romantic comedies who might be like um let's say sexually frustrated a little bit. You know, they're they're single and ready to mingle a little bit later on in life. Cuz that is who Jason should end up with. <gasps> oh good god, yes. Jason Siegel's character oh my god. was all over Debbie. Oh yeah. He was really and like it was in a strange way where it wasn't um <laughs> it wasn't threatening. No. It was kind of just like, "Hey." It was super hey, weird. Debbie, how how are you doing? You're yeah, good? that's awesome. a really good impression. Great. I'm glad you're doing good. <laughs> so great. Um, yeah, and it wasn't, it, it was kind of like, I, I appreciated it because he was putting it out into the universe. Hey, Debbie, I'd have sex with you if you're down. I'm not going to be inappropriate about it, but just like you and I both know, I'd have sex with you. <laughs> and Debbie does know that. You oh, know? yeah. And yeah. That, that's, you know what? In a, as a guy in his position, that's what you want to do because she's married. She's got kids. You don't want to be too forward, but just. <laughs> just throwing it out there. We, again. we both know, right? Like, yeah. I, I bang you. Okay, good, good. Just making sure. So I'm thinking he needs to end up with a thirsty mom character. I can't remember her name, but Jennifer Aniston's mom in The Bounty Hunter. Oh, my God, yes. He should end up with her, yeah. or he should end up with, four Christmases, Vince Vaughn's mom. Because, she remember, she actually ends up dating one of his high school friends. Who kind of looks a little bit like Jason Segel. Oh, see, I was honest. I was gonna say Reese Witherspoon's sister in Four Christmases. Oh, her yes. sister. Okay, yeah, 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 I could see that too. Yeah. But to answer your question about the bounty hunters, um, Jennifer Aniston's mom's name, Kitty Hurley. Kitty Hurley, yeah, 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 exactly. What's the actress? Can you see that? Christina Baranski. She just plays. I feel like that. Sorry, Christine. Thirst- Christine Baranski. I feel like she's always the thirsty mom character in movies. Yep. So Jason Siegel should just end up with her in any of her movies. Mama <laughs> Mia, it. I think she's in as yeah. well. Yeah, sure. Pick one. Rewatchability. Chemistry. I'm going to give it a four. Storyline, five. Thirst Factor, four. Imagination, five. To be honest, the, the premise of the movie isn't really that imaginative, but the comedy and the writing, it's just too good. I, I, I can't score it any less. Soundtrack, four. I feel like there were one or two songs that we remember. And Cheese, five. You're probably thinking there's no cheese in this movie, Devin. Yes, that's right. Because some movies don't need cheese, and I'm glad they didn't force any cheese on us. That's an appropriate amount of cheese for this movie, so it gets a five. Wow. For a grand score of, I'll tell you after Sarah. Okay, so chemistry, four. Storyline, five. Thirst Factor, three. Imagination, five. Soundtrack, three. Cheese, four. For a total score of four out of five. Only four out of five? I got a 4.5. Yeah, well, you threw out some uh, Thirst Factors, fives or fours over there. I don't know why. What was your lowest score? Three. For what? For Thirst Factor. Why why you hit me with? I guess Seth Rogen's not that attractive. Yeah, and three for Soundtrack. All right, so I, I embellished a little bit on this one. This has been the rom-com rewind of Knocked Up. I think we can agree a classic. Make sure you uh, follow us on Instagram at Romcom Rewind. Uh, we love having conversations there. As well, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. We love it when you leave reviews because then more people find out about our podcast, and that's great. And uh, follow us on Spotify. Thanks for listening.